Гуэли Маран. Слова Мария Мария. Merry Christmas, everybody, praying that this birth of our Savior that we celebrate today is always alive and always taking effect in our daily lives. You know, it's interesting that the angels proclaim peace, and there's still a major war going on that we kind of know about, and there's a lot of other wars that are going on, so where's the peace? We've talked about this before, we've meditated on it, and it becomes important to recognize peace. Because it's very interesting that what the angel said, there will be peace on earth for those, and depending on the translation, who God is pleased with, for those who love God, for those who are faithful to God. There's a reason for that. And St. Paul in today's letter talks about it. He talks about slavery. He talks about freedom. Now, there's two types of freedom. Worldly freedom and a divine freedom. Let's take the first. What's worldly freedom? I get to do whatever I want, as long as I don't break any rules. So, if I want to get drunk tonight, I'll get drunk tonight. I'm not breaking any rules, I'm not driving, I'm not doing anything, I'm not hurting anybody. Except maybe myself. I get to do whatever I want, you know, it's choice. That's the way we understand freedom on a human level. There's truth to it and there's good about it, but it doesn't go far enough. Because a lot of that freedom can also lead to addiction or problems. So for example, I have the freedom to be angry all the time. It's my right. How many friends will I have? What is that going to cause? What's the cause and effect of that? What about in my marriage? Or in my, with my friends? Where did, what is that? What are the consequences of that? And that becomes extremely important to recognize that freedom simply to say, I can do this, is not always freedom. Because how many addictions come as a result of freedom? How much anger and pain come as a result of making wrong choices? Even though I have the right to make the wrong choice. So I have the choice to not eat right. I have the choice to not exercise. I have the choice or do the opposite. What are the results? Now what's the divine freedom? Divine freedom is to know what's best to understand the good and to have the ability to do it. So for example, I have, I'll give you a really weird example. I have the freedom to stab my hand in that, you know, with a, with a pencil. Okay, it's my freedom, I get to do that. But I have the divine freedom, it doesn't take much to know this, to know that that's not good. That's not gonna do anything. That's not gonna help me. That's not gonna help me grow. And that's why, for example, when I use God's freedom to become a better person, to know what God wants me to do, I'm no longer or not as bad fallen into a false notion of freedom. Ultimately, freedom to know what's right and what's wrong, freedom to be able to be free from anger, addictions, that's true freedom. And here's a strange one. The freedom so that I am no longer the savior. So I might be the father of the house, I might be the mother of the house, 
there's a freedom to know that I have a responsibility and I have to sacrifice, but I'm not the savior. Same thing, let's say, in a company. Same thing maybe in a house where there's a lot of people that are depending on me. That doesn't mean I don't work hard. It doesn't mean that I don't do my best. It doesn't mean that I don't, you know, try to save to the best of my abilities. But this is an important one because a lot of us get tricked into a form of slavery. I have to save the world. I have to save my community. I have to save my school. I have to save my family. Now, this sounds a little extreme. I will do my best to allow the salvation of Christ to work through me, to bring salvation to my community, my world, my school, my home, my family. There's a certain freedom that when I allow God to work through me, then I'm able to save, but I'm not the one who's saving. It's God using me to save. And that is important because that's what we celebrate today. We celebrate a Savior. And in believing in the Savior, I am now free. Free from sin, free from addiction, free from being the Savior. Free from trying to figure everything out. Free from reacting to every bad thing that's happening. I am now a child. I have a Savior. I have Jesus. And that's the important thing. This is why God came into this world. Keep in mind, when a lot of times we talk about faith, when we talk about Jesus, we talk about Him only in religious matters and spirituality. God penetrates through history today. That's what we celebrate. God isn't just like a puppeteer sending these holy messages and going, all right, now, guys, figure it out. I'll help you, but good luck. No, no, God enters. God pierces. God is with us. And that's what was prophesied more than 700 years before the coming of Jesus. God is with us, which is so ridiculously unfathomable that I look at, and we've got the scenes all over our homes, some homes a lot more than necessary, several scenes, I must say, but look at the scene. That doesn't look like God. That doesn't look very magnanimous. It doesn't look like much. If anything, it's strange. First of all, that's God. Second of all, how is he born again? How is he conceived? A virgin shall conceive. Think about that. A virgin shall conceive. I'm reminded of a priest who gave phenomenal talk about Mary. And uh, he says that he, was, he studied in Rome. In his first class in Rome, he had just finished studying Italian. And in that class in the Italian, you know, it's in Italian, it's about Mary. And the priest teacher starts off like this. Maria, mater, mother, virgine. Okay, Mary, mother, virgin. Then repeats it. Maria, mater, virgine. I'm like, yeah, I got it. 
Then he goes a third time. And he goes, Maria, Mater, Virgine, Incredibile. That's incredible. That's what God does. He does the incredible in a credible manner. But God is born as a child to a virgin mother, and instead of coming with glory, comes as a refugee? Now here's the message. Mary and Joseph, they were the first to need a salvation. Here's a woman pregnant getting ready to give birth. Here's a man frantic trying to find a place to give birth. What, my wife is going to give birth on the street? To the Son of God? No, this can't happen. So the first people that got, quote-unquote, at a human level, saved in the dirtiest, ugliest, most painful place to be born. In a manger of animals. That's why God wants to come? Yeah. It didn't look like God. It didn't taste that good either. And that's the manger. For some of us, it's a little dirty. For others, it's a lot dirty. And yet, this little babe, this little child, born of a virgin, born in the most weirdest, incredible, horrible, terrible ways, rejected. Same thing comes to us in the simplest, most profound, when you understand it, and the place that he wants to be is a little too strange. But when you allow God to give you the freedom to know him, to love him, to allow him to speak to you, incredibile. That's the beauty. And that's what we celebrate. We celebrate freedom. Regardless of snowstorms, ice storms, war storms, sin storms, all kinds of storms. That's what we celebrate. Regardless of what's going on, there are angels that are singing glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. How then do we celebrate peace? just came across a great quote by the great saint-to-be Fulton Sheen, and he said, there are two ways of getting this peace, of knowing God. First, by not veering off of the truth. I never lost God, and I was always close to God. Amen. Second, if you did, and you come back. Where are you at? We all somehow veer. A couple of times we get off that highway, but the highway's always there. But today, God is saying to you, I love you. I'm close to you. I want to feel you. I understand you. I'm there with you. He knows that in some cases, this Christmas is a little difficult for some. There's somebody missing. There's pain. There's loss. There's suffering. And for others, it's, wow, there's great rejoicing. There's great hope. There's finally something good that's in the horizon. 
in all ways, whether it's a family problem or a new rejoicing family, God is there. And God is saying, I'm here. Let me be the Savior instead of you by yourself trying to figure it out. And you by yourself trying to rejoice without me. See, there's no joy or pain that's foreign to God. So much so that God willed to make himself this close. That's Jesus. It's a person. Our freedom comes from one guy, Son of God, Jesus. And now Jesus, through this Mass, has dedicated himself for you, for this happiness. He wishes for you today to be alive and rejoicing, and he invites you this Christmas to help him achieve this goal. Jesus is saying, I need you. I need you for you to be happy, and I need you for others to be happy as well. I need to start with you first, though. I want you to be truly happy. So today, Jesus offers himself in this holy mass for each one of you, for your intentions, because you're the most important thing to God. Think about that. You're more important than the stars, than the rest of creation. You're the center of creation. You're the reason why God created the world. And today, God is saying, I love you. And I'm not letting you go. You might reject me, I'm still going to be chasing you. But what a freedom you will get when you finally come and say, okay, Lord, I don't get you, but you're here. I'm here. I accept. So he wants to use me, that priest over there, and all other priests to get to you today. That's the Eucharist. He wants to get to you through the Mass. And although I don't know how Father Brian is, I don't know all of your names. I know some, but I don't know all. But the Lord does. The Lord knows each and one of you by name. And he says, you are my beloved child, of whom I am pleased to know, to love, to create, and now to save the image that's given to us in the Old Testament is the image that when the Christ will come, it's a marriage. It's a husband and wife. It's intimate. It's not just, hey, I'm your Savior, I'm here. Uh, get out of the way, I'm going to save you. No! It's so intimate and it's so powerful. It's love. That's what Jesus wants to celebrate to do today with you. Love. The question is, will you love him? So, Merry Christmas. Enjoy Jesus. Enjoy his freedom. Enjoy love. And for this we proclaim and say, Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen.